welcome 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 back to you oh it's friday happy 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 friday i hope you're going to have an amazing weekend i am so 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 excited for this episode because i think this is like the key if you want to think about different keys to christianity this is one of the most important ones that we all need to know and we all need to practice so without delaying further the name of this episode is a return to the father oh hallelujah this is going to be amazing and i just want to say thank you to the lord for sustaining this podcast you know god gave this idea and god for sure is sustaining it every week there's always things that he's teaching me and i pray that you are also learning so much and your heart is being transformed god bless you so much for tuning in every single wednesday every single friday and i really encourage you to send this episode to a friend to a family member to a co-worker someone that you really have been thinking about you know this is the best gift that you could ever give to someone the gift of the knowledge of god so god bless you so much and i just you know want to start by saying that God loves us so much. God loves us as his children. And many times people think that because they're in sin or because they haven't talked to God in a long time or because they feel like, okay, God doesn't care about me. I really don't care about him too, that he stops caring. God never does. God loves you so much. He created you. He's the one that decided that you were going to be born looking the way you are, you know, sounding the way you sound, you know, being the person that you are. He gifted you with specific things and he wants you to start walking in his identity that he has assigned for you. And it just requires us to look back and to return to him. So, you know, this episode is not, you know, for just a small number of people. It's to all of us because God is always waiting for us to return to him. You know, it's always an open door when it comes to the father. And the reason why it's a return to the father, it's because like when we were all born, we we were all guilty before God, you know, because, you know, because of the sin of Adam that entered in to humanity everybody was born as as fallen you know we were born in a fallen nature and even as babies you sinned we sinned and we returned to god because we are reconciled to him through the blood of jesus christ so the death of jesus christ has achieved so much for us and i pray that you begin to realize how loved you are that even when we were all dead in our transgressions and our sins god saw us worthy to receive the gift of life through christ jesus and to be reconciled to the father so provision has already been made you know god has already made a way for you to return it's like it's a one-way street you know there is no things that you have to do left right no it's one way and that one way is jesus christ the messiah the savior of the whole world so when we return to god it's a call to every single person who has strayed who has never accepted jesus christ as his lord and savior 
you know, in the book of Revelation, we saw Jesus asking the church, repent, repent. So this call is not just to the people who don't know God. Every single person, when you fall, you repent and you return to the Father. So I want us to go through this episode with the understanding of this is a message that applies to every single person. And I want to begin by um, reading from Joel chapter 2, verse 13. It says in the NLT version, don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and to not hallelujah so you know tradition in you know in israel was that when they were grieved they would tear their clothing and wear sackcloth to just show how sorrowful they are but in this verse the prophet joel is telling us like do not tear your clothing that's just outward actions tear your hearts let your heart break and say i need god and the minute you cry out and you say lord i need you he's right there he comes and many people can give testimonies to these and i am even among them when i reached rock bottom where everything fails you know (laughs) the things in this world they all have a limit to how much they can save you to how much they can offer happiness to how much peace they can offer even if it's fake peace and fake joy and fake happiness it's all very temporary you get to a situation where you look around and you see every single thing in the world failing you miserably and the last thing you remember is like okay maybe jesus can help me even in your unbelief even in your disbelief you call on to him and jesus comes right there but the enemy sometimes you know makes us forget that god is good and in this verse you can see it saying that God is merciful. He's full of mercy. If you think of a mom, you know, giving birth to a child, she is so merciful towards that child. There is nothing, you know, parents' love is so unconditional sometimes that even when you scream and you do the wrong things, they still love you because you are their child. With God, that is multiplied even more. There is no sin that you can make that he will say, no, I won't save you. God is always ready and willing. And he's so compassionate. He understands the limitations of our flesh. He understands the fallen nature. And because of that, God is so compassionate towards you. He wants to remove those limits. He wants to remove those limitations and give you a new identity and a new life. And, you know, most people say, God is angry with me. I have sinned. I have done this and this. Like, I can't even go in the presence of the Lord. That is a lie from the enemy. The word of God tells us here that he is slow to get angry. God God's anger is very slow. If God was so angry, this world would not even exist today. It would have passed. It would have gone away because the sins that we commit, to us it may seem like small, but to the living God who sees every single thing, 
person here on earth imagine how much his heart is grieved but yet he relents he holds the judgment because he wants you to return to him and he is filled with unfailing love there is a verse that i love in psalms 139 where david is talking about god and saying that even if i make my bed in the depth of darkness you are still there nothing can separate me from your love and you know sometimes people think i am so bad god surely doesn't love me god loves you he created you he loves you and it says that he's eager to relent this means that god is willing and is wanting to abandon every judgment every punishment that is due upon your life because of your sins he's eager to not do it he's eager to not punish you can you believe it guys we serve a god that is so loving a god that is so good so i want to encourage you instead of sitting down and thinking that you have done the wrong things that you have made the mistakes that you never wanted to make in your life and you think this is the end it is not the end i have good news for you it is not the end you still have an opportunity a chance to return to the father the word of god says that his mercies are new every morning every day he is rich in mercy towards you and he wants you to return so return to our heavenly father and i want to tell you that you know repentance is not an act of confessing your sins it's an act of a heart posture that says i have sinned before god i have sinned i have transgressed i have transgressions iniquities i have done the wrong things and i've realized that i am weak i can't stop these desires i can't stop myself from doing this God I need you and God answers right away. He will come he will show up on the spot and he will help you to walk out of darkness and he will put you into the kingdom of light through the blood of Jesus Christ. So repentance is you wanting to change and to change con- completely to re- to completely turn away from anything that tells you that this is the right way. No, you return to God and you ask him forgive me and lead me into the way of righteousness you know david sinned against god he killed the man he slept with another man's wife and god told him what you have done is you know despicable it's bad but david repented he cried unto god and he said don't take away your holy spirit from me he asked god to cleanse him and he always prayed like god give me a pure heart because he knew that only god can do it and guess what god forgave him and forgave him he cleansed him because david was willing to return to the father so don't listen to the enemy that tells you that you have no second chance you always do with the father there is always a chance anytime you fall ask him for forgiveness and have a heart of repentance that knows that you don't want to go back to the way that you were living and you know sometimes people hear this message and they say well i'm not sinful i am not cursing anybody out i am not killing anybody i am not you know sleeping around let's say for example i'm not sinning i am perfect well let me tell you if you lie you are sinful 
and a lot of us you know fall into lies here and there if you are jealous you are sinful if you have ever wanted what another person has you are sinful if you have ever been led by the desires of your flesh you are sinful and you cannot please god in that nature so it's not about the big sins that society points out you, you know it, even today it's really hard to see what's sin or not because things have become normal things have become okay you know you can't really tell the difference between right and wrong the gray the gray zone has expanded that if you don't have the word of god living inside of you it's hard to discern because what was once a sin in the eyes of society has become a way of living i can give many examples like people don't wait until marriage anymore they think that it's a religious thing and that doesn't apply to me so they live in sin you know and people try to say oh i'm i'm having fun i'm okay but the guilt will tell you that that's a sin because at the end of the day god has written the law on our minds and on our hearts you know you yourself know no one else needs to come and tell you that's a sin you will know you will know after you do certain activities when you feel shame when you feel guilt what's judging you is your consciousness that god has put the law on your heart and on your mind and every single person unless you are in Christ you are guilty before God you know in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 it says we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all every single person like sheep have gone astray from the Lord you know you can see it in society where you know things are happening out of hand and it's because people have chosen at the end of the day that choice is with in your hands people have chosen to go away from the lord it's much easier because society is going away from the lord so if you follow the ways of the society you're going to go away from the lord but it says that god laid on him the iniquity of us all even when we do that god has laid our punishment our sins on jesus christ so that we may be saved so that you will have an option to call on to the lord and god will forgive and heal you and in if Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 it says and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world so wherever you are if you're listening to this if you're still following the course the course of the world the customs of the world the practices of the world if society is the one that's setting the standard and the truth for you you are walking in sin and you are dead in your trespasses and the prince of the power of the air which is the devil is the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience so these people that are following the way of the world are referenced as sons of disobedience and there is a spirit at work within them and among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind you know all of us at some point we were in the world doing whatever we wanted to do satisfying the desires of our flesh and carrying out the desires of your body and the desires of your mind there is no limit to how much you can satisfy your body i mean like you get in some alcohol you get in some weed you get in some drugs and your body would take over you will go and want to satisfy every desire every last every idea that you have in your mind you will want to do it because you're trying to satisfy a passion that your flesh has and 
it says that we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind you know god had in you with all those sins your future is wrath your future is judgment it is true it is crystal clear in scripture but it says but god but god <laughs> oh hallelujah there is always a but with god it says he was rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved oh hallelujah it's saying that once you were among the people who were following the desires of the flesh doing whatever you wanted to do and that's a testimony for many of us but it says but god you were your destiny was death your destiny was judgment eternal condemnation but because of god's mercy and it's not just mercy he is rich in mercy and his great love he came up with a plan that he would make us alive with christ and it's only by grace and this is the oh hallelujah the grace of god is like the love of god the favor of god all the good things the goodness of god that we have been saved and are no longer destined to die and it's not something that we did on our own he did it for us and you know god's redemption just requires for you to open your heart to open your heart and to say i have tried everything nothing can cleanse me nothing can take away these passions and these desires that i have lord i am willing to return and because god is full of mercy full of love he re- he wants you he opens his arms and you fall there and he says i am going to change you i'm going to transform your life i'm going to give you a new name i'm going to give you a new desire a new identity only god can turn a person who once persecuted and killed others to be an agent of love only god can turn somebody who was once you know the worst person a rapist for example and fill them with love and compassion only god can turn a person like me who was once dead in my sins and changed my life changed my testimony god is a god of many chances many many chances he does not despise anyone he does not say no to anyone that calls upon his name his door is open to you to your family to me to every single person that is willing to return to him because he's so rich in mercy he is such a such a good god you know i'm getting teary eyed just thinking of the things that god has cleansed me from the things that god has healed me from and it didn't require an elaborate you know <laughs> elaborate plan it just required me falling down and saying unless god helps me i'm going to be really in a bad in a really bad situations and i called on to him and he came he cleansed me and he gave me a new identity you know this reminds me of um Peter in Luke chapter 5 verse 8 it says when Simon Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus knees and he said depart from me for I'm a sinful man O Lord you know the minute you start to understand the purity of God the righteousness of God the minute you get a glimpse of who God is you realize that you are a man full of iniquity Isaiah saw the glory of God and he said Lord I am a sin I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips and I do well among a people of unclean lips you know it's hard for you sometimes to realize just how sin makes you dirty and you know so dirty and you just need to be cleansed because you 
are looking around and you're seeing and you're comparing yourself you're seeing okay maybe i'm not doing that and those people are doing that and maybe i'm holier than them but the comparison is not to each other the comparison is to almighty god unless you can stand and say i am pure and holy like the lord you are sinful and you are deserving of wrath but because god's rich mercy he will save you the minute you call on to him the minute you return to him and in luke chapter 5 verse 32 jesus says that i came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance jesus has come to call you to call me to call everybody on the earth to come to the lord to return to the lord that we may repent of our sins that we don't oh you know sometimes the enemy lies to you and you think that sin is better than salvation you think that sin is better than living a life that is holy and pleasing before god that is a lie from the enemy sin imprisons you sin takes away your peace sin fills you with shame and guilt sin will make you poor people have become poor just by practicing sin in their lives people are losing sleep over sin people have become depressed and anxious sometimes because of their sins and God is offering us a better life through repentance. Allow the Lord to cleanse you and to give you a new identity. And I want to leave you with this last verse. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, some people say, Okay, God, when is the end of the world going to happen? We have prophecies, you know, there is so many prophecies in the Bible. People have talked about it, and we still don't think it's going to happen. You know, some people believe that the end of the world is not going to happen and they think that God is slow but this verse is telling us that he is not slow in keeping his promise he's not slow but instead he's being patient so that no one will perish no one will perish he wants the gospel to reach every single person on all corners of the world so that we can all repent that we can all change and be transformed by the blood of jesus christ so that we do not perish you know had it not been for the blood of jesus i would not be alive i really believe it 100 i would not be alive today i would have been dead in my transgressions in my sins in my sinful nature but god chose to shine his bright light upon my life and i realized that god if i don't cling on to you it's over for me and i don't want you to get to that point i want you to realize in this moment the need for jesus blood to cleanse you return to the father he has an open door policy he wants you to return into his loving arms it's the best decision you will ever make he loves you so much even now when you're separated from him he still loves you and he's calling you to come to repentance so don't disobey don't harden your heart don't think that the life you have today is better it is not i promise you life in god is actually life whatever we live outside of god is death and I can testify of it. So I pray that your heart will be stirred to return home, to return to your true position as a son and a daughter of the living God. God bless you so much. Thank you for joining Jesus in My 20s podcast. This is episode 17, A Return to the Father. God bless you so much. See you on Wednesday. This is your host, Pacific Mugabo.